Welcome to the Not All of a Night podcast. My name is Romy. And I'm Ashley. And today we have Hannah Bustos joining us. Welcome, Hi, Hannah. Hannah. Hi, everyone. So, Hannah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> okay, well, um, I am a mom. I am a wife. I am the founder of Align by HB. And um, in this life that I've had, I feel like I've lived many, many lifetimes. So uh, breaking it down, I guess, I came here when I was five from Brazil, uh, born in, uh, in Rio de Janeiro, came to a country only knowing Portuguese and having to learn within the summertime English and Spanish. It was a huge challenge, but also very um, propelling, right? moving forward into this next phase. And um, and I've been here in Miami ever since. I consider myself a Miamian, and I just, I really love Miami. So Hannah's actually my social media manager, and I'm so grateful to have her in my life. She took over my life, my <laughs> account, in June. And social media for me is something that's really frustrating. I hate it. <laughs> It's a full-time job. It really is. It's a full-time job. Hannah's laughing because at least like like three times a month, I'm like, I'm deactivating the account. And I'm like, you will not deactivate. No, you will not. I don't want to deal with anybody. But, you know, having her, you know, work with me and it's completely been a game changer. And I'm so fucking grateful for you. Thank you. Best review ever. Yes, my finesser, like my finesser. Thank you. So since we're talking about social media, how did you find your niche? Okay, so it's kind of a funny story, but at the same time, it goes in line with pretty much everything and the way that I do things in my life. I didn't go to college, um, not because I didn't want to, but because I just had um, to, I guess, provide for my family and started working. And during this time of working, I was guided in many different directions. Working for corporate America was very oppressive for me. Um, Even the role that I did, and I share this on my social media very candidly because I want people to know that there is life outside of being an employee, right? And um, during those years, I would say 15 years of being an administrative assistant, I I was stepped on all the time, passed up promotions, um, like you're kept in like a little box. Like you're, you're suppressed. Not, yes. Like you can't, you can't aspire to be a manager. Are you kidding me? You're an assistant. Um, literally like on all fours, picking up food from my boss's mouth. Oh, no. Like it's bad, right? These are things that I lived, things that I experienced. And um, the latest job that I had was one that I really appreciated and I learned so much from my boss and he really valued me, which was something that I, um, you know, I take to heart. Like that's something I will always thank him because he made me feel like I had a little bit of power over what I did. Right. So my son was diagnosed with autism between two going to three years old. And my life was super crazy at that time. And I was, you know, employed and my boss was super flexible with me. But I realized that even within that flexibility, there were times where I was up at two, three o'clock in the morning and I was like, I can't keep doing this. You know, like I need to be 100 percent for my son and I need to make sure 
that I give him everything that he needs so that when it's time to come to kindergarten, he's not placed into a school where he needs to have all this additional attention. Like, I want my son in a mainstream school. I want my son to be somewhere where he is going to feel like everybody else. Even though, you know, we appreciate and we embrace the uniqueness, but I wanted him to be himself and I wanted him to be seen the way I saw him. So what I did was that I quit my job <laughs> against my husband's advice mm-hmm. and um, and our finances. And I told my boss, I was like, I'm leaving in a couple of months. And he's like, whatever you need, anything you need, I will do for you because you need to do this for your son. Children are given to us for us to give them our all, you know. So that's what we did. And then over the past, I would say like when after I had my daughter in 2019, I wasn't liking how much of my physical strength was required of me to do my job. I was like, I need to think smarter. And something that I had noticed is with my account, I had a, I had a knack for it, for social media. And I was able to put things in front of people that they really enjoyed seeing. And I was really great at storytelling and writing captions. And I was like, I have to do something with this, but I didn't know what. So as time would go by, I started looking at potentially doing social media as like a job. And I'm like, how do I even get paid for this? <laughs> I had like no idea. And um, and then I started talking to a friend of mine, which is Karina, and she actually works with me at Align by HB and also Corinne, which we'll talk about. But Karina had a VW van. And this van, it's like the cutest thing. It's called Lyra. And I was like, man, I wish I could help you with your social media and with your marketing so that I can really like help you get it out there. Because the idea was to be able to rent them for events. And she's like, yeah, sure, come over. And then we just clicked, her and I. And we weren't friends for a very long time, but we just had this really great connection. And, And that's where it started. Like her and I sitting there, playing on Canva, creating beautiful imagery, writing captions, seeing it actually get attention. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start talking to people. And I did, and I started tapping into the network of the people who I care about because I only work with people who I feel like I'm can like i invested in their business and I have heart for their business. I don't ever wanna work with them. I don't feel like I can put myself behind their business, right? Like that full heart in their business. So I did, and little by little, you know, the clients started coming in and little by little, we started growing Aligned by HB and then Corinne joined us. Well, I think it's important that you said that you're not going to work with anyone that you feel, you know, passionately about their purpose, their business, because if you don't, then you're going to go back to that whole energy that you used to when you used to work for someone else. Yep. Feeling powerless. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was very inspiring, by the way. (laughs) That was a great story. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So that was like the second person Hannah was working with. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes, So I feel very, you know, special. (laughs) You're my OG. (laughs) OG. But yeah, it was, it was crazy because when I decided to meet with Hannah about this, it was just like angel numbers everywhere, goosebumps everywhere. We pulled our pattern. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I had a feeling, I'm like, Hannah, can I pull your birth chart? Because, you know, I do this, but I had like, (laughs) I had a feeling. I'm like, I feel like we have a lot of things in common. And when I pulled her chart, it's fucking insane. Like we have the same exact chart other than our moon and our ascendant. Every other planet is exactly the same. That's two days apart. Same year. Yeah. So I was like, and now our human designs are the same too. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say that you're astral twins? We're astral twins. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. My Scorpio sister. Stelliums. 
And we work very well well together. She kicks my ass when I need it, you know, and then I tell her whenever I don't want to comply. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because that's not something that was very common for me to be able to have that power to say, like, you're not doing your shit. Get up. You know, we got to do this. Um, So for me to be able to do that now, that feels like I'm at a different level. It's empowering, right? Yeah. And also just really opens up your whole throat chakra too yeah when we've been suppressed for so long we can finally speak our truth and not feel guilty yeah. or anything about it and yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because as a child i experienced big t trauma right so i'm uh i'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and um and i was silenced for many many years silenced by my obviously the person who did that to me um silenced by the people around me because even Sadly, my mother silenced me. Um, and even like the like people that would clean my house, mm-hmm. I would like tell them because I wanted to like say it and they would silence me. So it's interesting wow. that you mentioned the throat chakra. But let me tell you, that's even though you were silenced, you still used your voice. There's a lot of people that they don't even go that far. Like for me, like I didn't I didn't even want to tell anybody anything because I felt like I wasn't going to be believed. And even though, you know, you were silenced, you were strong enough to use your voice. So I really admire that. I was trying. I was trying because I felt it. I felt it. And I was, I mean, I was threatened with guns. So Mm -hmm. like it was like a life, am I going to survive this kind of thing? Right. And being alone in this country, just my mom and I, it was not an easy thing to face as a child. Wow. Wow. You're a freaking warrior. So um, since we're on this subject, one of the questions that um, we received, I guess, from somebody that you know, um, and they know your story, they asked, how do they get started with healing after trauma? Oh, that was, it's hard. It's, um, it's not an easy journey. It's not something that you can do from one day to the next or even one year to the next. It's something that happens over many, many years and through different ways of healing. So personally, for me, I think that having a very supportive husband during that journey and or even like when things got really, really bad, having him was very helpful. Like knowing that there was somebody out in the world that was there on my side. So if you don't have that person, try to seek a person that will be that partner for you. That's step number one, because you can't do this alone. This is not something that, um, that you can like go through this process, just you alone, not knowing you know, what to do next. Um, and I think that my biggest catalyst in, in my journey was when I had my daughter. Because I have two others, I have two boys. And when my boys were, were born, I didn't feel this as much as when I had my daughter. When I had my daughter, I remember just looking at her and like changing her diaper and like bathing her. And like whenever she was naked, that's the truth. And I couldn't believe mm-hmm that somebody would be capable to harm that and I would break down. And that was a really big part of like my postpartum depression because I never experienced it before. This was literally the first time I ever had postpartum depression. And I would just see my daughter there and I'd be like, how can anybody, how can anybody? And then it would like, it's like these wounds that I thought were closing because I got to a point where I wouldn't even cry anymore when I would tell people I was abused. And then all of a sudden, it was just like ripped open and bloody and another layer raw. Mm-hmm. And that's when I actually went to Maya through a recommendation from a friend of ours who was, you know, one of her um, members. 
And I started going to Maya. I started meditating. I started taking time for myself. I am not a journaler, but I do write. So I would do a lot of that. So it's a combination of things. It's not one person. One person is not going to save you. One type of healing is not going to save you. It has to encompass your life. And you have to break it down. You have to find ways. Like for you, Romy, I know it was starting to read. Like reading books for personal development really catapulted that for you. For me, it was literally like stopping and listening to myself inside. Like, what does this mean for me? Why does this, what, what is this triggering? What is this remind? Like all of that. But that comes all from teachings, right? That comes from the lessons that I learned with Maya, with you at the retreats. Um, and in general, surrounding ourselves with people who have healing as their four, four, four most important thing in their life, right? And, um, and I think that that has made a huge impact. And I am still healing. There's still times that I get flashbacks. There's still times where I'll be triggered by, you know, memories. So first step, find somebody to support you through it. That's for sure. I love that. Very motivational. Okay, so the next question is going to be, how do you do it all with three kids? Oh, I get this a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, they say I make it seem easy, but it's not easy. Um, it takes a couple breakdowns once in a while. It's not a, it's a common, it's a common thing in my household. Um, the breakdowns? Breakdown. You have to. <laughs> I know. You have to break just down. Want to you want to be clear. To, you have to yell. You have to be real because it's not, it's not what instagram shows you it's not what you know what people perceive it's it's every day waking up and knowing that it's going to be a challenge and you have to be up for it um because when you have kids you don't have a choice right um so mornings are really crazy like <laughs> ashley was mentioning you know like having to get up from bed and get your kids ready but you just got to do it and um one thing that has really helped me has been just being prepared like mentally preparing myself because when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. That's the day the kids wake up in a bad mood. That's yeah. the day that things go awry. That's the day that I get a tantrum from one of my kids. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, today is going to be a good day. And like mentally preparing myself for the day, it goes well. Yeah, setting <laughs> the tone for your day. Yes. And I agree. Like those mornings that I feel I, like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's like those that's the day Ian wants to have a tantrum yep. and not put on his shoes or he's upset about the shirt being red or something. Isn't it yeah. so interesting how powerful we are? Like just, just by the way that we wake up in the morning, it's going to dictate how everything at home goes. 100%. We're, the like pillars. we're, we're manifesting that. Yeah. We're the pillars. <laughs> no, they, they definitely feel um, our energy. Like last week was a really tough week for me. And, um, it was just like a lot. Like I had to have my mom come over. Like I, I probably had like two breakdowns because it was just a lot. And I'm so grateful because as a single mom and a toddler, the 11 year old, you know, he annoys me in other ways. You know, we annoy each other. I know I annoy the crap out of him, <laughs> but um, it's hard with a toddler, you know, that's still yeah. learning how to communicate and everything. So if it wasn't for my mom, I literally don't even know what I would do. But the other day, They've never had to call me from daycare to pick up Ian because he is out of control. And I mean, out of control, he's in such a terrible mood. He's going around like smacking the shit out of everybody. He oh is goodness. beating everybody's ass. They called me in in four years since he's been in, in there. They've never been like, you need to come get him because there's no calling him. And that day I was having such a terrible day. Wow. I was literally like I was taking a break from work and I'm like, I'm just going to lay down for 10 minutes before I 
go on to my next task. And that's when I got the call and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like I have to deal with him when I can't even deal with myself. But I called my mom. I'm like, come. <laughs> just please know, come. Just, you know, luckily she lives in my complex, so she's really close. And when I went to go pick him up from daycare, the kid is like having a full blown meltdown, like crying hysterically. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? But, um, you know, I just I loved on him and I, I told him what's wrong. Everything's fine, whatever. And when we got home, I took him to to my spiritual room. I sat him down. I got a crystal cord. I put it in his hand. He held it. And then we started doing some breath works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like inhaling and then teaching him like the loud exhale. And he thought that was so funny. Mm -hmm. So we did that a couple of times to like calm him down. And then I let him pick whatever other crystal he wanted. And he did. So he started getting in a better mood. And we walked over to the park and that's it. Like we were swinging. We were fine. And it helped me feel better too. So... They definitely pick up on our energy, 100%. 100%. Twin. <laughs> but I think that that brings up a really good topic because without a support system, we can't really do it. Like, mm-hmm. you're a single mom, but you have the support of your mom. Mm-hmm. And that's super, super important. Like, for me, it's my husband. And even though I have to drag him out of bed, too, because mm-hmm. he's part of, <laughs> he's part of the, the people I have to wake up in the morning. <laughs> um Yeah, I know that if I tell him, hey, I'm at a nine, like I need you to do your part today and above and beyond for me, he is there, which is super important. And then the other thing is knowing that that child that is birthed from you or even in in adoption circumstances, I don't want to get, you know, political, but um, when it comes to your children, you are their mom. You were chosen to be their mom. You have everything that that child needs to be able to survive, to be able to thrive, to be able to be happy. So with you knowing that and having that security, it gives you a little bit more confidence going into anything with them, whether it's a meltdown, whether it's, you know, issues in school, like I had to deal with, with my oldest, like I knew I was equipped to get my son through that. And he's doing a lot better now. Having a strong support system is, is really really important like even with my ex like if it's a day that i need him to take over no questions asked he always no. steps up like so best important. baby daddy ever ever <laughs> ever so speaking of this um i there's this book i can't think of the name right now but she talks about it how now like present day having a child it, not that it sets us up for failure but it's not the same as back then when there was a tribe of, mm-hmm. of people that were there to help you you know aunts and cousins and everybody was taking care of the baby and she even said how like the mom barely had the baby like she would have to ask for the baby because Mm -hmm. you know everybody was just taking care of of him or her and it's interesting because we don't have that now you know no and and also like older generations like when i was growing up i did have my grandma around for a little while and my padrino which was my step-grandfather but nowadays it's like grandma has to work you know right. <laughs> we, yes, don't have, exactly. we don't really have that much of a support system now we're just kind of relying on our partner and for moms who are single moms like romi you're you have an amazing situation that roger's so yeah. you know such a great parent and i have great friends too because i I, I say the same thing. Like mm-hmm. back then, it, when it says it takes a village to raise a family, they weren't kidding. They, weren't kidding. Like, mm-hmm. they, they used to do this. This is what they used to do. That was part of their culture, yeah. right? 
and I have amazing best friends too. Like I see my, my Ian, my best friend, I see they're like soulmates. They love mm. each other so much. <laughs> if there's anybody that could calm that child down, like it's her. Mm. So she helps me out a lot too. When I have, my mom's not available. Cause like you said, grandma has to work. Yep. So if my mom's not available, I have IC and my sister too, you know, my younger sister, she helps me with, with Ian too. So I'm like really grateful for like everybody that steps up for me. Because Let's just mention how a few years, well, it wasn't a few years ago. It was like when we went to that um, back then workshop, remember? Mm-hmm. We had a conversation about you wanting best friends. Do you remember that? And then you, you basically like manifested your best friends into your life. Well, yeah. Well, I was best friends with Maya already. Was I? No. No, I don't think so. You're no. right. It was before Ian. You're right. Yeah. And then I you, and then I, and I saw it like all unfold because oh, I remember we had that shit. conversation. That's true. Um, and, you know, we always kept in contact and I would see how you started like hanging out with people oh, and yeah. like saying your best friends. And I'm, I was just so proud of you because I knew that you declared that you wanted that. And it wasn't very long before you you attracted this tribe. Right. You know, yeah, because I had just okay when we met, I had just gone through a breakup with my best friend at the time that she was like my sister, and it was really bad breakup mm-hmm. for me. And I was just kind of like, I don't want you know the type of friend that she was because I we vibed out like Your our energies had been shifting yeah, already, exactly. Like we were completely different people, so the universe like removed each other from our lives, mm-hmm. right. And I was just like, for a while, I was like, I don't have a best friend. This is like weird. Like, who is my person? It's beautiful. And then I met Maya through another friend. And then, yeah, you're right. And now you have a whole tribe. I do. So I felt like we should, we, you know, that was important to mention. Because if there's anyone listening to this who feels alone, mm-hmm. who doesn't have that person, even if it's just like platonic relationship, um, you can attract the people that you want in your life. Just get clear on. Didn't you say you had like a list of what, of you, what qualities I, you wanted in I this person? I don't have a for, you know, the person for the I want for the partner. <laughs> I have a list for, for my friends. best friends. Yeah, yeah I do. And, uh, and I've actually told friends about that too because I've had this conversation before. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a common thing where you kind of feel alone. You yeah. come to a point where you're like, I'm alone. Like, I want friends. I want people to share my life with. Um, and so if you're at that point, know that you can write out the traits that you want in somebody and trust it because before you know it, you know, you'll be in Romy's situation where she has so many best friends who, you know, will do anything for her and And support her. And they all serve a different need, right? So I, I make the list. And then the reason why this list exists, is not just like, oh, this is what I'm envisioning that I just want. It's not just for that. It's also like, okay, who do I need to be in order to attract this? Yeah. Right. So, and, and my different all my friends are different like you see icy and you see maya they're completely different but then they have like the same core values right mm-hmm. so that's the important thing like we all have the same core values and we respect each other so much and they all serve a different person purpose in my mm-hmm. life like you, even hannah like she's i consider her one of my really good friends and she serves a different purpose than maya and and icy and mm-hmm. you so mm-hmm. That's important. Elena Cardone talks about that in her book, Building an Empire. And she says, you know, you can list all the qualities you want in your husband or your partner, but are you showing up as that person? Mm -hmm. Are you, are you matching what that person has on his list? Right. And that's very important because we tend to get greedy, right? Like, oh, I want this, 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 but you too have to show up. And I feel like sometimes you will attract it and the universe will take it away from you just to make you like see that you are capable of 
attracting it, but you need to do the work in order to keep it. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because a similar situation happened with me. (laughs) You attracted your friends too? Yes. Yes. Karina and Corinne, they're like, they're my rare to dies. And it's, it wasn't always like that. I didn't have like that really close friend. I actually had a huge falling out with a friend of mine who was six years, my best friend. And then I felt super, super, super lonely. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was nobody in the world. Like I wouldn't even open myself up. How old were you when this happened? Was mm-hmm. this during your Saturn return? Probably like 20 <laughs> something, too, right? 29? No, younger. Oh, younger? Okay. Mine happened during my Saturn return. Yeah. It was crazy. But I'm very happy with where I'm at right now because I feel like we complement each other in such a beautiful way. And the fact that we work together too makes it even more, I don't know, valuable, I guess. Yeah, and now you guys do not only work together, but spend a lot of time together. You guys even work out together. Yes. Like you and Corinne work out together. Yes. I know you guys have an amazing personal trainer. Yes, she's mm-hmm. the best. <laughs> Shout out to Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the questions that we actually received was how do you stay motivated to work out? It's really hard because I've always been, working out has not been my friend um and pouring into myself and taking care of myself has not always been something that has been a top priority for me um but i've learned um over these past few years that self-care and taking care of myself and all of the things is super super important to help me become more um i want to say want to try to say like evolving myself right and one of the things that i recently got a reading by um cosmic swimmer based on your recommendation which i loved isn't she amazing lydia was amazing she's incredible and one of the purposes in my life is actually to put myself first wow and i and i am such a selfless person and i think that this you know this has always been the case i'm the nurturer i'm of the mom the friends i'm the mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm the mom friend i'm the one taking care of everybody and then to see it in black and white in her reading telling me you need to take care of yourself to be able to get to the next level, I'm like, okay, I get it. And what has happened over the past couple of years, like going back and thinking, putting myself first has actually gotten me more ahead in life, in my healing, in my career, in my marriage, in being a parent and all of the things and even having valuable friendships, right? So that's like a priority for me from now forever, right? To always put myself first. And it's and you have to like learn to decipher between being selfish because that's something that disgusts me. Like people who are selfish is very disgusting to me. So for me to see myself being a little bit more selfish, I have to like gauge it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this happens to you guys. The ego is so sneaky, right? Yes. Because yes. the ego <laughs> wants things and it, it comes off as selfish. Yes. But, yeah, it, but it's and not. then and, when, it's and, not. and I have a lot of selfish people around me. So when I look, I'm like, no, 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 no. I cannot look like that. I cannot be like that. So then I have to remember. Okay, I'm doing. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this for my health. I'm not doing this because I want to look this way. I, I want people to talk about me this way. So it's like a kind of like a game that I kind of have to play in my mm-hmm. mind to not feel like I'm falling into that selfish trap because I I really don't like. Um, selfish tendencies it's a lot of awareness right of self like basically catching yourself all the time because we do tend to get caught up and then we have these ulterior motives and we have to catch ourselves and be like wait a second let me get back to my why right because you're taking care of yourself and putting yourself first because you know it's it's going to benefit you but not only yourself but all the people in your circle and all the people you care about 
For sure. So going back to the question, how do I balance it and how do I work out? How do I keep myself motivated is literally self-talk. I have to tell myself, why am I losing weight? I'm not losing weight because I want to look good in the mirror. That's a side effect. The reason why I want to lose weight is because I want to be healthier. I want to go to the doctor's office like I did this morning and for him to read my labs and say, Hannah, you are so good. Wow. For him to read my cholesterol, my blood pressure, every single thing, every level in my body is exactly the way that it's intended to be, quote unquote. And that is my reason for doing this. That's the reason why I got bariatric surgery. That's the reason why I work out. And that's what wakes me up in the morning super early to do the workout. For sure. That's awesome. Like the whole putting yourself first and, and being selfish, that's something that I preach and something that I push on people because for a long time, I didn't do that myself. It was all about my kids and my husband and doing my job and everything. And I was such in a messy place because I had no, like I was such a short fuse because I didn't take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So I always say like you have to put yourself even before your kids. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what do you mean? My kids come first. Mm-hmm. They're the da 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 no, you're not going to be able to pour from an empty cup. You need to put yourself first. Yeah, it's like when you're on the plane, you know, we always go back to that because it's really the best example. You cannot give, you cannot put and help anybody with oxygen mask if you don't have any oxygen to give. Because if you don't receive it, everyone else is going to go down with you. There's this movie. I know uh, which one you're talking the about. The moms. <laughs> oh, the, mo- the bad moms. Is it bad moms? It's it's like three moms and their sons are older and it's Mother's Day and they're all they all the moms get together and they're kind of like freaking out because none of the sons have called them or sent any gifts. <laughs> so then they decide to drive to where their sons are. I think they were in Manhattan. They were like in college or something, and they go and like hunt down their sons. And it turns out that their sons were just going through their own dilemmas. And then, well, towards the end of the movie, it shows how, you know, moms live their whole life for their children and then their children become adults and they leave the nest. And the mom is kind of like an identity crisis. Like, who am I? What do I like? What do I enjoy? And so towards the end of the movie, you see that how these moms kind of lost themselves in their children. And it's so sad. And I remember I watched that movie and I and I was so scared to leave Eli and me and Richie booked the trip to DR without him like for the first time and i remember i I cried booking the tickets because i was so sad but my parents were encouraging me like you guys have to go you have to go you have to do this and i'm so glad that i did because i had this shift while i was over there and i'm like i love my son so much but i'm overcompensating i'm overcompensating for whatever i did not receive or any fears that i have and that wasn't helping us and it wasn't helping him. So I got back home and I and I had a shift with him too. And that's when we actually enrolled him in preschool. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, it was the best yeah. decision we made. Mm-hmm. But that movie really helped me have that shift and see, holy shit, it put it into perspective. Like I cannot go my whole life living every second for my child and then he leaves and I don't know who I am. Right. Yep. And, and I feel like I miss out so much too, right? With him yeah. growing up because it's, it can't be all about him. Yeah. You've got to let him be who he is, but you also encourage him to do that by being yourself. There's a saying that mm. says that we raise children for the world. We don't raise them for ourselves. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I've never heard that before. No. But yeah, like that's something that when, when moms come to me for coaching, that's what I, the that's where initially I go. I'm like, what's your identity other than my mom and wife? And they're like, I have no idea. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I help them build, like, you know, find their purpose and so find important. what they or need what to do. What do you enjoy doing? Anything. It's so sad Anything. when someone asks you, like, what do you enjoy? And you can't answer that. It's like, yeah. my oh. child is my best friend. No, that is your child. Not yeah. your best friend. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I mean, at the same time, we're creating this pattern, right? And as, as we're growing, we're showing them because they're always watching and they're always absorbing. Mm -hmm. So seeing ourselves put ourselves first will allow them to do that too when the time comes for them. Also, you said you had breakdowns and I assume you do it in front of them, right? Oh yeah, 100%. Which is amazing because they need to see that, yeah, you know, they, they need they to see that you curse. can be vulnerable, <laughs> that you break down and that you pick yourself back up again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you talk to them about it too. Yes. And that's so important, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And then I'll explain to them. And that's another thing that I do. I talk to my kids a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I'd explain things to them because if you're talking to them as a child, you can't expect them to understand. But when you're talking to them as somebody who you see as an equal they will pick up oh, that's a so little important. bit. I, mean, yeah. I wasn't raised like that. And I, I don't blame my parents because they, they didn't, didn't know, know better. They didn't know any you know? But looking back now, I'm like, wow, as children, it was that whole generation. Like, yep. you're just a kid. You don't yes. have any say, yes. you know? And that really silences you and makes you doubt yourself in a lot of ways. Yeah. Children are to be seen, not heard. Yes. That was like, yeah, um, the brutal. That needs to just yeah be done forever <laughs> yeah and, and that's what i love about our generation as moms like we really do have the opportunity to shape the future mm -hmm. we really do because the way that we were raised just doesn't work anymore for this society for this for the new way of thinking and um and i literally like after a breakdown i'll be like do you understand why mommy was so mad oh because whatever no no the reason why was because i asked you three times before to do this and you did not listen to me and I need you to be a contributing member to this family. Wow. And the same way that I cook so that we can all eat, you need to do your part and pick up your book bag or whatever it was that I asked you to do. And they just look at me and they're like, okay, okay, I got it. Okay, I'm going to do it. They need to understand that they're part of a unit. Mm -hmm. And this unit needs to contribute. And that's going to be very important when they become adults and, and they have that same mindset when it comes to being a part of this planet part of this world yes. you know we all have to contribute in our way yep. in one way or another you should write a book hannah i would read it <laughs> oh my god a parenting book. i've been told like a hundred times that oh, i need to write you, a book. you said you like to write so. yes i'm a writer <laughs> we'll storyteller at heart i think that's Stay why tuned. this latest book that i read uh, choose your story um by kendra hall it like really like fed my soul really <laughs> because we are all made up of all these stories and i put the, the and Bromi said it in her, in her, um, what was it? Tell me, what was it that you did at One Path again? <laughs> How to have tough conversations. How to have tough conversations, successful conversations, so successful. right? She mentioned stories, but she had never read this Kendra Hall book. So I'm like right. literally like two chapters away from finishing. I get home and I'm like, I rushed through it because I really just wanted to absorb it. And one of the things that I learned from there was the stories that we're telling ourselves, obviously they affect us, right? But how we retell the stories to our children is what makes the bigger impact. So we might have received a story that we can now transform or transmute into something that we want our children to understand and learn. Mm -hmm. And that was so beautiful because it was times where I'm in the car and I was listening to the because I'm the person that buys the, the audible and the book at the same time. <laughs> so if I'm at a really good part and I got to get like in the in car. first grade when you used to listen while you read. Did you guys do that? Yes, yes, yes okay. I remember. And I was actually playing it in the car and she was talking about it was the finance chapter. My son was in the car and I was dropping him off. And then she was mentioning that one of the members of her of her group had quit their job and to start a business. And then Roger, my oldest, was in the back and he goes, like you, mommy. Wow. Just like mm -hmm. you did. And I'm like, 
and they oh notice. Gosh. They, they notice everything. everything. My my eleven year olds, like when I'm like, oh, because he's like, what are we doing? And I'm like, oh, because I have to do this. And then when I get home, and he goes, Mom, you work so hard. Mm. You do so much. I don't even know how you do it. Like you, and I'm like, is he trying to gas me up? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, exactly, Zachary. And that's why I need you to help me because I do so much. I need you to take some load off. And he's like, oh, okay, Mom. Oh, that's so sweet. I love him. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's go on to the next question. Hannah, what's the hardest thing about being a mom and business owner? Oh my gosh. Okay. I would say literally balancing it all, right? And then we go back to how we talk to ourselves and, you know, being able to prepare ourselves for whatever the day brings. Um, I would say that for me, one of the best things that has helped is to break the days down. So I work one day, Wednesdays and Fridays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I only handle things early in the morning and then I fit in time for myself. And then by 3.30, I have to stop working because I need to pick up my kids and they have their activities. And that's super important to me to be present for them. So I think that creating that balance has been the hardest thing for me because I didn't know like what was enough time with work, what was enough time as parenting, enough time as a wife and all that. So finding just the right amount um, has helped me with um, with my balancing. And even with my husband, like we have like Thursday afternoons, that's our time together. So I try to be very vigilant about my schedule. And that was the hardest thing to come up with, mm-hmm. how to set it up. But it makes a world of a difference. It does. Because when you work for yourself, like, I mean, you don't have a boss telling you you need to get this shit done. Like, you need to do it. And then you can't call out because you're the only one that could get these things done. Yeah. So that's, I do the same thing, like, you know, schedule, like, these days I'm doing Mm -hmm. this, these days I'm doing this. And that's how we stay sane because in the beginning, no one tells us really what to do. We're just trying to do it all and overachieve everywhere. But then we're really falling through on other areas, whether it's our kids, whether it's our housework, whether it's this, whether it's that. So that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just sitting here thinking like, this is some generator, (laughs) some generator (laughs) stuff because I'm like, wow, because you can stick to that routine, right? I I mean, I have to, I have no choice, right? You have to, you, and you like, I like a routine, but I don't like routine. It's like weird. I have like a love hate relationship with it because mm-hmm. I want to be that go with the flow because my rising is a Pisces mm. and I want to be able to be like, oh, nonchalant. Mine too. My like, rising who, is Pisces. Like, who gives a shit? We have work <laughs> I've, to I've do. I've seen this meme that's like, I love routine until I get bored with routine and then I hate routine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's totally me. So, so you're then, like a tug of war between yes. routine and like and going free, with the flow. free flowing but you know that when you're not in your routine then you know that's when you start oh, slipping I, I notice because i get bored too i'm I like notice. i want to do this shit and I, my biggest breakdowns happen when i've been off my routine for a week or whatever wow. like i can tell yeah, like same. it's just like i'm deteriorating like mentally <laughs> it's like war zone in my mind turmoil yeah. yes yes 100 yeah so I want to go back to the social media stuff because that's, you know. A bread and butter. The bread and butter. <laughs> fucking hate it. Like, you don't understand. I kind of know. Like, Hannah has become, like, my therapist when it comes to, like, social media shit. She's your social media therapist. <laughs> yes, for real. And I'm like, Hannah, can you just do everything? But I can't. You know, it's me. But um, there's people out there that, you know, there's, like, things that they believe you know, like don't use too many hashtags or, you know, don't post three times a day or like what are some tips or some maybe myth busters that you could okay. let us know about? 
Okay, so first of all, and first and foremost, with any type of social media is show up authentically. Like, I can't say that enough. Like, whenever I haven't felt my best and I show up, it's not the same. When I am raw, vulnerable, and authentic, that is when I do my best work. So depending on, obviously, whatever um, industry you're in, you can gauge how much vulnerability, how much you want to do. But authenticity has to happen no matter what authentic you know be knowledgeable about what you do so that's tip number one um myth busters that i would mention quick like Mm -hmm. that's really important because what happens is that you know with social media Mm -hmm. everyone sees everybody's highlight reel like oh my god like look what this person's doing i'm gonna try to do what they're doing because that seems to be working but it doesn't work for them because no it's it's not, not being them it's not being authentic it's not being them so that's it's so hard it's 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 a hard thing to do but if you are just if you're just yourself mm-hmm. and you show up as if you're talking to a friend which is what i've told you a hundred times mm-hmm. you just need to talk to your friend as if you're talking to when you're talking to your to your screen you're talking to a friend and because of you for example you have you know life coaching business and you're working with people directly and helping them guide in their lives being authentic has to be super no. important and you yeah, showing I've up as yourself. Had, I've never had an issue with that. With being yourself. Yeah, because any whenever, you know, whenever whenever Hannah's like, oh, we're going to post about this city. And I'm like, no, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to post at all because I'm not going to be fake. So yep. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Nobody texts me <laughs> anything. I tell the whole team. I tell all, everybody Instagram that I like, shut for today. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even go back on WhatsApp. Like I like my HP is muted. Like, I, if, I can, if I can show up as my authentic self, like I'm not What's even, gonna, I'm not going to fake it. I can't. Um, Corinne has actually been working with Romy for the past couple of months a little bit more closely. And since Romy and I are like better, like I guess good friends, like she'll tell me, look, I need a mental health day and I'll go back to our, we're called the dream team we have a chat and i'll be like romy's taking her mental health day so talk to her tomorrow (laughs) it's the third time this week (laughs) i mean we're we're just we're very supportive of our clients and it's a beautiful thing that we're able to work with them through a lot of their life moments right and we've seen this across the board with a lot of our clients like unfortunately we had one of them that her husband passed away And then Maya has been experiencing a lot of things with her own husband over the past six months. And everybody, all of our clients have a story. They all have their their lives and it intertwines with their businesses. And because they are business owners, it's only inevitable, right? Um, But one of the things that we can help them through is how to recuperate. And that's the most important thing when it comes to social media. There's not going to be a day where you want to post all the time or you want to show up every single day in your story. But the most important thing is to take the time that you need and come back, right? right? Create that consistency again. That's super, super important to not just disappear. You have to have like super, super, super strong word of mouth referral type of business to be okay without social media. And even then, if you have that, you might want to have social media just to be able to share your successes, right? Right. So I think that... um, Myths in regards to social media. For example, the hashtag thing, you don't need to use all 30. (laughs) Use whatever is directly related to what you're talking about because the use of hashtags is not just to write a bunch of things down there. It's to be able to help guide people to your post. So if you're clicking on, I don't know, way back Wednesday, let's just throw one out there. Clicking on that will take you to posts that are related to that. If you're posting not all love and light, it's going to take them to everybody who has ever used that hashtag, right? And so the more people that are related to this podcast and hit 
not law, love and light, they're going to come and see all of your content. So that's what the purpose of hashtags is. It's not just to have additional space to write after a hashtag. Um, Another thing that is super important is utilizing every single type of resource that Instagram gives you. Because out of all of the platforms for businesses, Instagram is the strongest. And I will say that that's, like, that's where we guide most of our clients on because that's where people are mostly on. More so than Facebook, more so than TikTok, um, more so than even LinkedIn. So then we try to help our clients and guide them to use all different types, whether it's um, just a photo or using a carousel or using reels or using lives. Instagram is a community. They want interaction. So if you're creating interaction with people and you're creating a community, you will thrive and you will be favored by the algorithm. Amazing. That was a great interview. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So where can people find you? So you can find me at Hannah Bustos underscore, and you can also find us at at Align by HB. Awesome. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you thought about them in our comments, in our Instagram, whenever you post about it. Our Instagram is at not all love and night. If you found value in this episode or any of our other episodes, don't forget to share with somebody that you think it might help out and leave us a review not only stars leave us comments yeah we'd love to hear what you think yeah i see a a lot of stars but i don't see any comments i'm just scared (laughs) to use your words and um we do like to say who is coming on and and have you guys ask us questions we'll never say well i'm not gonna say never but the majority of the time we won't say who it's from unless we feel okay yeah it's it's anonymous for the most part um unless we know the person and feels okay with us mentioning their name but don't feel like you can't ask us anything because we're going to put you out there yeah we don't we try not to name drop <laughs> unless it's a good like a positive way yeah you know. all right guys bye until next time remember it's not all of the night